Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Sellout. Sellout. Sold a pair out. of sellouts. Yeah. Sold it out. The Adrift Live Show. I did warn you guys. It's going to go quickly. I know, did. but no, but we thought we were just saying that to try and uh, uh, try and give the illusion of scarcity. <laughs> no, I, mean, I actually meant it. <laughs> I thought I thought we'd be looking at um, a bunch of empty chairs. Well, that would be awful. I didn't think no one would turn up. Mm. I just thought a paltry number of people. No, well, I mean. Just because people bought tickets doesn't mean they're coming, so let's not get too excited. No, no. They're probably probably coming. Yeah, yeah. Have we checked the resale size? Oh, no. Come on now. We think people are selling it for more money. Maybe. That's highly unlikely. Well, sold out in... um, in, We put it on sale in the morning and it was sold out by the evening. I know. It's quite something, isn't it? I was really pleased. Think about what that does for my self-esteem. Do you think there'll be scalpers walking up and down outside? Do you mean touts? Yes. Scalpers? Is that the new word? I think it might be an old word. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, mm. or maybe I'm misusing the word. Are you flattered that I assumed it was a new word rather than an old word? <laughs> what with you being 50 and all? That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's going to be a great... If you bought tickets, it's going to be a great day. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm having my hair cut on Friday. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to look bedraggled, so I thought I'd book a haircut. It's been eight months. I thought it was about time. Oh, I'm going to mm. have a colonic. <laughs> Great, great. Just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm going to wear spanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm going to embrace my body positivity. Good, good for you. Yep. But I don't have any... You know, if you're th- thinking, why are his clothes so ill-fitting? <laughs> Just things have... It's been, it's been a rough 12 months. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, that that's happening. Um, and is, is Tom maybe going to bring his camera and film it a bit pro bono? Maybe. It's been mentioned. Oh. Mentioned. Oh, well. Hasn't been confirmed. It's TBC. Oh, okay. Depends how many arguments we have between now and then. Will he, will he put it on a dolly? On a dolly? Was that something with wheels? Yeah, like a, a camera on a, tro- on a little trolley wheel thing. He might do. Get some good shots, some good footage. <laughs> he might do. I don't he get know. some B-roll? Is he going to get some B-roll? I'm sure he'd get B-roll, yeah. yeah. Any, any audience cutaways? I don't think he'll do that because I think people won't want that, will they? <laughs> no, no, no. I hate an audience cutaway so much. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't mind seeing the whole audience. But when it singles in on like one person laughing, yeah. or two people, yeah, it, yeah it's it's unnecessary. I feel like it's the TV telling me, look, people like this like mm. it. Maybe you're a person like that. You should be laughing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, 
so that, 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 that we don't need to talk anymore about that. Only to say thank you very much if you bought a ticket. Yes. If you didn't buy a ticket, sorry. Next time. Sorry, we should have booked Madison Square Gardens, <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't know the demand was there. No. Um, but I'm I'm excited to do it and excited to see everybody. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but if you're coming and you're thinking, oh no, he's excited to see everybody. What if he's going to stand like a vicar at the door on the way out? I'm not going to do that either. Okay, I will. <laughs> I'm going to hug you all. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I to talk about? Oh, let's talk about something. I, f- I found myself in, in a very awkward situation the other day. Okay. I went to pick up my son from school. Mm-hmm. And I think in common with most schools, it wasn't like this when I was a kid, but I think something. I think when I was a kid, the gates to a school were just open. Yes, and now they're always closed. Yeah. yeah, so so it's like you're you're waiting for them to open. So a, a crowd amasses, mm, right? Mm. So so a crowd is a, you finish school at three thirty. It's twenty five past three, and a crowd is amassed. Um, but I can see that that the, there is a, a, a cluster of people around the gate, standing unusually. So I, I try and crane my neck and see what's going on. And what I can see is that there is a woman collapsed on the floor. Oh, no. She looks like she's probably a grandparent of one of the kids. And I don't know. She's she's conscious, but she doesn't seem well. Oh, she's awful. Okay, so I don't see the collapse itself, but I can see that, that there's been a collapse. And I can also see that there are at least eight people around her and that somebody is on the phone, presumably trying to get an ambulance to come. Okay. And then somebody else has been dispatched to to find the school nurse. So in that situation, there there is nothing I can do mm-hmm. to improve uh, whatever's going on for this woman. Yeah, I don't have any medical skills, mm-hmm. and the, the, I feel that anything I did would would make it too many chefs. Yeah, yeah. However, the position in which she's collapsed is directly outside the school gates. So there's no way of not walking past her. Okay. So then what do you do in that situation? Please tell me, please tell me that there was no way you had to walk over her. No, but I had to walk right beside her. Right past? Yeah, there, there was like no within, other... a, within a foot or so? Yes. Oh, that is so close. Yes. So then what do you do? Oh, what did you do? So I thought my choices are I can pretend that it isn't happening and and look away and like but then i would feel like a bad samaritan that's heartless yeah yeah, yeah. just think so what am i saying oh i don't want i don't want the inconvenience of seeing a collapsed woman on the ground i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deign to look down at you but then that begs the question that if i don't know 100 people or whatever it are is a filing past you what are they supposed to do with their faces as they walk past? And also, if it was you, you'd actually want people to ignore you. Yes. I want people looking at me. Yeah. So I, what, I, what I did was as I walked past, I tried to make minimal, like a little bit of eye contact and, and give a facial expression that conveyed both, oh, it'll be okay, I'm sorry, and uh, chin up. You know, like, that, that, like a... Can you just... What did I just do? What you did... Didn't I mean you're talking about some very complex emotions, yeah. two differing ones that would be hard to do individually, let alone combined. And, and what I've learned about myself mm. is I don't, 
I don't have a very full repertoire of facial expressions, as it turns out. Can I tell you what that one said conveyed to me? The one yeah. you just did. It just went, sorry. Well, I think I think it was I think it was like some friendly version of sorry, yeah. it'll be okay. Whoops don't worry. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what else am I supposed to do? You can't smile. <laughs> no. And it feels rude to ignore, but actually you should ignore because no one wants to be looked at yeah. in that situation. Oh, I know. Maybe you could walk past and just go, God bless. Without looking. That's not actually not bad. God bless. God bless. Which is an old lady, you said. Or the yeah. grandma, like yeah. a, a child. That's kind of my age, really. I also think that, you know, this this is a mistake people make. When you think of an old when you're thinking of an old lady and what they say, yeah. you're thinking of an old lady who's dead now. I know, who says because God bless. you're think you're thinking of a lady who was born around the turn of the night turn of the twentieth century. I know, I know. And I know. um and, and an old lady now might have been born. You know, during the rock and roll era. They're not saying God bless, are they? Like my grandma was. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, oh. so you th- I got my facial expression wrong. Mm. I really just wanted to like throw some money on her. To, 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 I always have a compulsion to throw money at the problem. That would not help. No, oh, I didn't. No, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm just throwing like a tenner. There you go. <laughs> get, yourself some, get yourself something nice at the hospital canteen. Oh, oh awful. Awful. Awful place to collapse. Terrible inconvenience to me. And awful, awful for her. Yeah, no, but what about the awkwardness for me? And everybody else who had to file past her. It just slumped to one side. I'm all, you know, I'm only being immature. I'm just being immature because I, I don't know what to do with my feelings. I know. Another um, thing I was going to try and talk about is about how my wife is... If ever we go anywhere, like she, she instantly becomes like a, a local character, right? So I think that um, if if there was a crime and I was a suspect, hmm. most people in the neighbourhood wouldn't recognise me, or even remember that I'd been there. I think I'm so unremarkable and move around in in such an inauspicious way that. I, I could be tapped up to be a spy. I lack a lot of the other skills that you would need to be a spy. But in, in terms of moving through the world like a shadow, right. I think that that's a, a, a quality that I possess. A lot of people wouldn't value that as a quality, but I do. <laughs> okay, okay. Whereas Sarah, she can't order food without... Um, Without having some like sparkling repartee with a waiter and stuff, and we so we like it happened a couple of times over the weekend. There was one thing where she knocked some cutlery over, and all of a sudden the interaction like turned into a, like a new episode of Will and Grace or something. <laughs> and and then we go to a particular pub for Sunday lunch most weeks, and she's she's somehow become the Negroni lady. Oh really? Like, oh, will you be having one of your Negronis? Oh God! And, oh, God, she's got a name like an alcohol name. Yeah, no, and, and I just think like I don't understand. But I think most people would be able to order a drink mm. without becoming that lady. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, it might be the Negroni aspect of it. I don't it's know. A very Sunday lunch drink to me. Uh, but well, I don't, I don't, let's not yeah, discuss yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Bloody yeah. Mary. Yeah. Or what? Even maybe like a prosecco, but yeah. Oh, look at you celebrating. <laughs> Yeah, yuppie. Celebrating. One of the things that I could not get over when I moved to London, mm. and I know society's changed since I moved to London, it's far more normal than it than it was then, was that people were drinking champagne as if it was just a thing that you drank. Right. Well, like it, not at a wedding. Oh, I see. Well, not or if you'd like occasion. won a Grand Prix. Oh. Like you'd go in a pub 
Yeah. And maybe there'd be a table of people who'd finished work and they got a bottle of champagne. Oh, but there wasn't an occasion. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and, and that so, still feels a bit weird. Well, it does. It? Yeah. So when you say prosecco, that's that's the association oh, I have, even though oh, I know it's it's not. I mean, yeah. it's more like I guess Chardonnay used to be bottomless brunches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, she, so she has this thing where she just makes makes an impression, mm, and I mm. think part of it is the uh, having a bit of zippy repartee just comes easily to her in the way that it doesn't. For, for me and uh, drifters in general. But I was thinking about who who would, who would apart from people who know me, mm. who I'm friends with and have some kind of actual relationship with, like who, who would know me from being around the neighbourhood. And I, I got it down to like one person. And there was a man, and I would say... I used to see him probably like three or four times a week. But now because I don't leave the house, it might only be a couple of times a month. Right. And when he and and, and we have never ever, me and this guy have never ever spoken to each other in our lives. Okay. But whenever we see each other in the street, we do we do this. Like a little nod, like letting on to each other. Raise eyebrows. Yeah, and then there's sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and why do you think that is? No idea. Do you have do you both wear glasses, the same kind of clothes? We look similar. You look similar. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that must be it. Isn't yeah. that the weirdest thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no interaction. I've seen around for 10 years. I, I, I don't have this with other people I've, I've noticed around for 10 years. Oh. But because we sort of look similar. And you're acknowledging it, but you've never said it yeah. to each other. It's Yeah, it's like... Oh, that's oh, really look, sweet. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's like being a Morris Minor driver. Yes. You know, they used to all wave at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a... Beardy man of a certain age. Oh, one of us. One yeah. Of us. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that was that. The other thing was, am I okay? Am I going on with myself? Am I well, going what, on? how many minutes are we into this? 12? That's yeah, all right. I don't, yeah, no, Go I'm, on I'm, with yourself. No, Go I'll on. save it. I'll save it. I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about it later. All right, because what I was going to do for you mm. is, okay, coming up later. This is a tease to keep oh, you listening. Yes. Don't people dropping off. Coming up later. Falling asleep. I'm... I've been having some physiotherapy on my bad finger. Oh, yeah. A rock and roll finger. And I'm going to describe to you my behaviour as a man with an extremely low pain threshold mm. in physiotherapy. Great. All right, shall we hear from the drifters? Let's. First one from Colonel Clare. Jeff's request for drifter interactions with the emergency services, prompted by the brilliant story about the swimmer setting off the fire alarm, nudged me into a revelation. I had identified my drifter origin story, the very first memory I have of my drifterness. This memory memory regularly makes me shrivel up inside, even though I think the event happened when I was about eight or nine years old. For some context, this happened many decades ago in the early 90s at a time when the threat from the IRA was very real. I was on a school trip to the Natural History Museum in central London and we were doing the obligatory trip to the loo before we got back onto the coach to go home. There was a massive queue for the toilets and I was still in the queue when the teacher started to hurry us up because the coach was apparently about to leave. I was so anxious to not A, disobey a teacher, B, cause a fuss or C, risk missing the coach that rather than point out that I hadn't been to the loo or collected my bag from the hooks... I simply followed the teacher outside without saying a word. 
It turns out there were two consequences to my drift of behaviour on that day. The first, somewhat less impactful than the second. You can probably guess where this is going. (laughs) Consequence number one was that I spent the whole coach trick home desperately needing a wee, but too shy or embarrassed to say anything, knowing that I'd have to explain why I didn't just go at the museum and only just made it back without an accident. Consequence number two was that the school bag that I'd left at the museum resulted in the whole place being evacuated and the bomb squad being sent in. The first I knew of the security incident I had caused was a few days later. It might have been longer. My brain hasn't held on to that detail. (laughs) When I got back my school bag sealed into a police evidence bag. I was so embarrassed when my parents thought it was hilarious and told the story to all our friends and family over the coming weeks and months, meaning I had to relive the embarrassment over and over again. Some people might think that with the passage of time, this would become an amusing anecdote. But for me, it's simply a reminder of how I never stood a chance of becoming a fully functioning adult when I was working from a foundation of such timidity that I would rather cause the evacuation of a major tourist attraction than point (laughs) out that I didn't have my bag. Wow. Mm. I'd like to know more about because I'd always assumed that with something like that, they'd put a lead box over it and explode it. Oh, so I wonder if like they sent a robot up to like a... just to open up the buckle and look yeah. inside, and, yeah, like, just see some school books and pack lunch. Because, well, I'm trying. To... I, I think if I've, if I've, I don't know how bomb disposal works, mm. but I would explode it just to be on the safe side rather than think, oh, I'll just have a look what's in there and then blow my head off. Mm. Yeah, but maybe there's uh... maybe an expert can let us know. Have we got any bomb disposal experts oh, listening to, listen to the podcast? Surely, yeah. surely. And this is from Teresa. You mentioned wanting stories about evidence of past generations drifter tendencies. And I remembered this. A few years after my father died, my mother mentioned to me that we needed to get our chimney cleaned. I asked her how we went about doing that as images of Dick Van Dyke dancing on the rooftops of London flew through my mind. We discussed options and I lamented that I'd never gone down to the basement when my father had done it so that I could see what he did. Then maybe I could have done it myself. My mother said that wouldn't have helped. Confused, I asked what she meant. She said that shortly before he died... (laughs) He'd confessed to her that he didn't have a clue how to clean a chimney. But he did it it every year, I said. No, she told me he didn't. My father, rather than admit that he hadn't a clue what he was doing, would go down into the basement, listen to a radio, read a book or a newspaper, (laughs) waste some time. And then when he thought he'd been down there long enough, come upstairs and claim it was all done for another year, completely fooling the entire family. I think about it now. I wonder if he lived in dread of one of us popping down there to see how it was going. That's wonderful. Isn't it? I love it. He sort of did a deathbed confession as well. Like, <laughs> I've got to tell you something. I've just got to tell you, I've never cleaned the chimney. I just pretended to. <laughs> oh, my God. So he'd, he'd rather live with the embarrassment, uh, 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 not admit and have to live with the embarrassment of not being able to uh, clean a chimney than run the risk of his family dying of like carbon monoxide yes, poisoning or whatever it yes, is. Yes, yes. We, we, we've got um, like an open chimney in the front room. And the first few years we lived here, I used to get like someone round once a year to do the test and, and clean it. And I haven't done these last few years. And I, I think it'd probably be fine mm. because I'm sure like when I was a kid, we weren't getting our chimney swept once a year. But the 
I, I, I don't want to end up there with egg on my face if we all die. Mm. It'd be embarrassing. What can you die of things? I'm wondering if I've got a chimney. <laughs> I don't even know. No, you, you only need to worry about it if you've got an open fire. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I think I was like blocked off, but there's a small hole. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. And, you do, and, and even if, um, even if you've got one you only need to worry about it if you've got an open fire because it's about whether uh, the smoke having somewhere to go isn't uh, it so what they do is they come round with okay. some things and set them off and then look where the smoke has gone and check it's not leaked into other rooms oh. and yeah we're all having a lesson here yeah That's good. look at you. this you could have but, saved a life just then do you know that that's yeah. amazing well if you are a chimney sweeping you'd uh because <laughs> here's, here's the truth is i always forget about it until just before Christmas when I'm thinking, wouldn't it be nice to have an open fire at Christmas? Right, right. By by which stage you can't get a chimney sweep for love nor money. Oh, right, really? Because everybody's thinking the same thing, but right. other people are more organised. Never think about that being a busy time of year. Oh, yeah. Seasonal. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want it done, get it done in August. Nobody's thinking about mm, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was an unexpected <laughs> detour we did then. I know. I almost started talking about the Yale lock on the front, front door. <laughs> the thing, the thing won't come that. out. Don't talk about that. I put a video of it on Twitter and asked people what oh, I should did do. did you? Yeah. It's risky. Why? I don't know. Saying your lock doesn't work. <laughs> well, so do you think somebody had... See that the lock doesn't work, yeah. and th- th- they'd be following me. Yeah, yeah. That they would feel such hostility towards me, they would mm, then see mm, that opportunistically, mm, yeah. uh, and and then find out where I lived. Mm, yeah, okay. and and um, but not have considered that it's just one lock, and we've got other locks a, on the door many. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Good point. Good point. But you know, I, I went and borrowed some WD forty off the neighbour. Oh yeah, did nothing. Oh. But it did everything. Well, that's what I thought as yeah. well. That's what everyone on Twitter was saying. Right. I wedged a kitchen knife into it. Mm. Nothing. Jiggled it around. Nothing. Now what am I supposed to do? Get an expert in. <laughs> a locksmith. Well, I went to the locksmiths mm. and he said, oh, yeah, well, as you do, you just unscrew those screws and then take that off and slide this through and bring it in. I thought, I can't do that. No. I can't take a lock off. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think I am? I know. He didn't get the measure of you, did no. he? No. Who do you think I am? A, a, a regular person with ordinary capabilities. <laughs> with tef- no, I'm much, I'm below par. I you, can't do that. But you can't say that. No. If you it, can't uh, admit that you don't know how to use a screwdriver. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Mm. And, and so then I just make the assumption that if I send Sarah in, you know, he will be sexist and wouldn't expect oh. a woman to be able to do it. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. Or she'd be a bit of a character in charm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's more likely. <laughs> What's going on in your substack, Annabelle? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So this week, I'm going to give you the title, and then I'm going to give you the subtitle. Are you ready? Yeah. Title. I'm a total nightmare to live with. Subtitle. A peek behind the curtains and how I like them drawn. <laughs> nice little insight there. <gasps> should mention that this is going to be for paying subscribers only. I have these uh, every every so often. Oh. They're just for people who pay the £2 a month. To get everything. Um, um, how do you choose which ones to withhold? It's the more personal ones. Oh, I this see. This is a more personal one. I see. Yeah. So, yeah, anything very personal, that's just for the elite. And uh, you, you like to leave your curtains drawn? No, it's how I like them drawn. I don't say that I like them to be closed. I'm oh. trying to get this for free. I'm not giving no, it for no. free. <laughs> so, is it, is it, so you're talking about the method by which you draw them? 
Yes. Okay, well, I'm not going to go ask questions, but I only asked because I thought I had an ally to it because I, I, I personally feel daylight is overrated. Oh, I see. So I'll often be... Like I, I tend to work from bed a lot of the time. Mm, mm, mm. And Sarah will come in and say, don't you want some daylight in here? I say, no, no, no. It, it either doesn't occur to me and I, and I don't think I think of it as completely neutral have you got a light on or just using the light of your laptop the glare enough? of my laptop yeah okay okay or okay. at this time of year when the when the sun is low in the sky it's yeah. just getting in my eyes so yeah, it's yeah. like I'm I don't want to like find the exact biting point of the blind <laughs> so I'd rather just like sit in the dark okay but I think um I think some people would view that as a maybe, maybe a symptom of um like clinical depression I say some people. Mm. I think we know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's, this is for paying subscribers only. So if you do really subscribe, but you want to pay me £2 a month, which, you know, it's not a huge amount. It's no. a very small amount. Uh, then you can get all the personal ones that I've written about, um, about having a much younger partner. That's one of them. The time I froze when my son was in danger. That's another of them. Oh, the time I had a hideous reaction to being proposed to. That was another one. So, yeah, pr- uh, sign up. First of all, second of all, two pound a month. Bit weird, quite normal. Annabelleport.substack.com. Join me. You're giving them such great stuff. That is such. I think you could charge a lot more for that. Well, I don't. I don't like to. Times are hard. No, I, wanna, I know, I but that's so kind everyone. of you. I think that's so kind of you, though, because I think you could. I think you could easily charge three. Well, you could. I will. Four ninety nine. No, I don't. No I, more than that. I, I mean, like it's it. not worth it. I don't not like it. It's not worth people it, charge but... too much. I don't like you. 50p, that's nice. 50p per... No. £2 a month. 50p per post. That's 50p nice. 50p is an amount of money that should be <laughs> doing the rounds in 2024. <laughs> oh, sorry. You mean... but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across, I think £2 a month. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. a lot of people are getting this for free. I know. You're very kind. Mm. It's uh, it's very selfless of you. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Let's move on. Do you have another way in which you're not a, a fully functioning adult? I do have that as well. Hold on a minute. I need to get my notes up. I can't just do this for memory. <laughs> it's too much. Why don't you have a bucket at the live show asking people to, for two pound coins? Oh, God. Can you imagine? No. You love two pounds. Oh, I won't be doing that. Who's got two pounds on them anyway? Like, you probably do. You have cash on you? No, never. No, never. Me neither. Me no. neither. Hate cash. I'll get one of those card machines, a Zeta or something. <laughs> I'll take my money that way. That's such a beer in my bonnet about cash. Oh, do you? Loathe it. You, yeah, I'm not keen. For years I've loathed it. Well, it's your, it's your lucky time to be alive because at home no one really uses it anymore. So. But pe- people say, but if you got rid of cash, what about the people, you know, who do, who are, you, that's a privilege talking. Why, what about the people who don't have that privilege of having a bank account? And I think you're thinking about the problem the wrong way around. Hmm. Sort that problem out. Give everybody access to electronic funds. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about then we could get rid of cash. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it if I have uh, coins and then I lick my fingers. Oh, disgusting. Horrible. If you really think about it, it's disgusting. Oh, yeah, don't think about no, it. No, let's not. Right, let's go on. Let's move on to I'm me. being quite annoying on this episode, aren't I? Oh, who too? You, the listeners, <laughs> myself. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm derailing a lot. I can feel myself doing a lot of derailing. <laughs> it's because Sarah told you you had to finish quickly today, so you're like being really like going against her. Like yes. Deciding to like prolong everything. As much what is as the, what is that thing that people can have? I sometimes think you might have it. Oh, defiance, uh, op, op, oppositional defiance disorder. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you got yeah, that. Yeah. You got that today. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, caught yeah, it off yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it off me. Is that because when someone tells asks me to do something, I think in my head, do it yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Right, big news. But you mask it well. Oh, very well. But, but there's a mental health cost to masking. Oh, God. Stop talking. Okay. Then you can start again. Okay. <laughs> big news. This is really big news, okay? Yeah. Following on from a couple of weeks ago, I've had my dishwasher fixed. Wow. I know. I was so excited. It no longer leaks. And it's no longer trying to escape by gently inching forward so it can escape. And also, <laughs> I don't have to put my foot on the kickboard every time I open the door to stop it from falling down. It's it's beyond thrilling. I'm wondering if exposing my laziness and procrastination gave me the impetus and maybe I should do more of this purely for my own benefit. <laughs> but then I remember that talking about all the other things falling apart in my house has made no difference. So I just think this was a, a fluke occurrence. I have, though, got a few questions and observations about the experience of having a tradesperson in my house, which for me is a fairly unusual occurrence. Mm. Firstly, he came twice. First time I offered him a cup of tea, he declined it like this. Oh, no, 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 no. Like he wouldn't dream of drinking a hot drink on the job. And it was actually a bit weird of me to suggest that he did. The second time, I wasn't sure whether to offer or not. Because he'd been so sure the last time. I didn't want to annoy him by asking him again. But should I? What would you have done? I'd say, I'm brewing up. Would you like one? Oh, you would offer, but in yeah. a way that suggested. Yeah. And I'd definitely I'd, I'd specifically say brewing up, which I don't know that I ever use. I don't think I've used that phrase since I lived in the north. Mm. But I'd somehow think it would just um, put the idea in his head that, you know, yes, I live this. I have the trappings of a, a media middle class life, but this, it wasn't always this way. <laughs> the thing is, I'd then, if it had said no, I would have then had to use the kettle, which annoyingly is right in front of the dishwasher. So I'd have just really been in his way. So that, yeah, yeah that's probably he'd probably remember that's where the kettle mm. was and didn't want me to get in his way. Okay, next question. How much should you hang around and how much should you let them get on with it? Because I don't want to be breathing down their neck, but also I don't feel like they should have to come and look for me or have to shout for me when they need me. What's the balance here? Like if you live in a, a home with an upstairs and a downstairs, I'm guessing you have to be downstairs, right? Or do you not? No, I know. no, no, definitely not. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, like, give you an honest answer on this because... Mm. Uh, as mentioned, I am incapable of anything really. Mm. So we Have will quite a lot of these people. yeah. Often, often we've got like one guy, Chris, who's who's the handyman, right? Right. And it's not quite changing a light bulb, but it's not not that either. It depends right. on the light bulb, right? <laughs> if it's a complicated light bulb, he's changing it, not okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so my approach is this: he arrives. I could not be friendlier. Mm -hmm. And I, I genuinely like him. I'm genuine, genuinely uh, interested to talk to him and hear what's going on with him. Mm -hmm. um, there's always a bit of awkwardness because there is with anybody apart from you. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's it. Like a little, <laughs> sometimes with Sarah, I've got quite good. <laughs> um, so, but, but e even if I didn't like him, I would feel like I have to do enough small talk or enough chat to to make him think I'm a great guy who's really interested in people okay and you, you have to feel you have to feel that because you can it can go too long but I think I think at least like offer the offer the drink yeah and then a good chat and then say so does everything make sense to you mm -hmm. is there anything you need from me mm -hmm. um I'll, I'm I'm going up in the loft to do something, but if you need me, just shout. 
Oh, yeah. So you, that's like it's okay to say they can shout for you. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I used to get into a thing where I, I would behave as if they, I was their apprentice. Oh no! And they don't like that. I can well imagine because I am a hindrance, not a help. So you're sort of hovering over. Going, What's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, and no, I think no. for many years that's what I do. Oh, okay. And then it was like this this road to Damascus moment where I realised, mm. oh, they don't want that. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably desperate to know what was wrong with my dishwasher. I'm guessing you're desperate. Are you desperate? Yeah, I am, yeah. Because I'd already tried to fix it myself by looking online. Had no luck there. Well, let me tell you, it's a bit embarrassing. At first, he said, this is really embarrassing. It's not a bit embarrassing. He said, well, the seal really needs cleaning. And that was the issue. It's got a lot of lime scale on it. I paid an expert to tell me my dishwasher was dirty. (laughs) But I have to say that lime scale is the bane of my house. Like I live in a very hard water area. I have no idea what hard water means because it's not hard at all. It's very liquid, in fact. They should think of a better word. (laughs) But I do live in a very hard water area and I have a very scaly house. I looked up Limescale. It's calcium carbonate. Yes. That's what Rennies are made of. I think I'm going to start licking the inside of my kettle when I've got indigestion now. Also, marble is calcium carbonate. Should I instead be boasting about my marble covered taps instead of trying to clean them? So it's basically embarrassing. It's so bad that he says, I probably need a new seal. And also I need one of those, you know, that head thing that spins around and flings the water about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's got a crack in it. So I need one of those too. And he says he'll order them for me. Another question. Is it okay at this point to ask for a price and then ask if I can check on my phone if I can get them cheaper elsewhere? Absolutely not, no. Oh, God. No. That's, that's it's hugely insulting. So I didn't do that. I, I, I judged that I was tempted, so yeah, tempted. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw the prices on the second invoice, I regretted it because like, it was, I could have got them cheaper. I probably could have fitted them both myself. But it felt weird going after the first visit. I'll take it, I'll take it from here, thanks. Like, that felt weird. <laughs> Especially when I proved myself to be someone so useless I've called in a repair person when my dishwasher seal is dirty. <laughs> Another thing, he asked how long it had been leaking for. And I said, oh, no. oh you don't want to know. I'm embarrassed to tell you. And I laughed because, as we know, it was been a year. He didn't laugh and he also didn't press me on it. So I felt like I was one of those people in the office in the morning and go, well, I had the worst night ever last night. Don't say something to me that makes me have to ask you a question. Just tell me what happened last night. But also, why does that annoy me so much? He must hate me. I'm just assuming he hates me. He probably likes me. (laughs) I don't know. Are you keeping on top of the salt in your dishwasher? No. There's your problem. So I think you don't get limescale build limescale build up if you if you're on top of your salting. He didn't mention that to me. It's because he hates me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. that's. Well, otherwise, what is what the is salt it for? doing? I know. It's, 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 it may be right. It's for softening the water, right? Oh, it's the worst oh, job. It's the know. worst I job. I hate it so much. Too. Why can't they just make a dishwasher mm. into which it's easy to pour salt? I tell you what, I don't find I don't find it difficult to pour it in. What I struggle with is the length of time I'm spent just pouring and pouring. It feels like three years of my life. It's never ever going to fill so, up. Same with pouring, the liquid as well. Pouring, pouring, pouring. Yeah. Where is the salt compartment on your dishwasher? I think it goes underground and like into a deep cavern. <laughs> but where are you? At where are bottom, you putting? At the bottom. Yeah, I hate having to go on my hands and knees and like pull the thing oh. that I have the plates on and then unscrew a thing. And why can't they just put it in the door? Why can't not, be not enough room? <laughs> There's no way, there's no way enough room. But why can't they just have a, a chasm or some kind of funnel that goes down? I think my old dishwasher did that, and that was annoying as well. So I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, all sorted now. No leaks. Yay. So pleased. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look at that. What's that? Oh. 90 degrees. So my finger, that my bad finger, my rock and roll finger, is at ninety degrees there. But unfortunately, this is the, that's that bit of the finger, mm. the first bit. But the the tip, I can't do anything with that, and I can't really do much with the other bit. But can you stretch it out flat? No, oh, it still yeah, yeah. doesn't go straight. Yeah. Why are you calling it a rock and roll finger? Oh, it's like a little in joke to myself. Oh, okay, that's nice. Like this is there's a very remote chance somebody else might get the little joke oh, okay. to myself. Well, then can you... we just leave it? Yeah, there, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've got different exercises I have to do. Oh, this so this is from the physiotherapist. Yeah, I, okay. I have to push down mm-hmm. that first bit of my finger next to the knuckle like that, mm. and then I have to like push in the the tip and the next bit to try and make a fist but it's no it's nowhere near that at the moment okay. and then the other thing is i have to put the finger f- as flat as i can on the table and try and squash it down and that one is really painful because the the tendons have all shortened and now i've got to stretch them out uh, and it's really painful okay. and sometimes i'm not sure i should admit to this because it makes it sound like i've got a problem mm. but i will take painkillers before i do it so that it doesn't hurt as much. Take the edge off it. Because it hurts so much. Now, when I go to the hospital to have my physiotherapy, yeah. it's um it's it's a ward, but instead of beds, it's curtained off areas with a physiotherapist in each of them. You can sort of yeah. see imagine what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and other people there, you know, it's it's like uh it's like, you know, something you'd see in a film where people are learning to walk again after a terrible accident. Oh, on those parallel of, bars. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and I've got a, a finger that's a bit crooked. Okay. So yeah. I already feel embarrassed. Oh, okay, yeah. And also, I, this doesn't make sense because, you know, it's not a type of person who hurts them. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Here's what I'm going to say. I got to the age of 50 without breaking uh, breaking anything. Mm. Whereas, I think if you're a more physically active person, yes. sporty, into uh, uh, high adrenaline um, pursuits, mm-hmm. maybe you're more likely to break something. You will not believe the amount of times that Tom's broken a hand. I mean, right. it, it's ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. So the, the point being that I was going to say it doesn't make any sense that the people I see on the physiotherapy ward, are more what I would describe as manly men than I, okay. than I am. Yeah, yeah. But it does make sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, they're, they're more likely to be physically active. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So I'm already feeling like a fish out of water. Feeling a bit beta. Yeah, like like if I've ever been in a gym. Right. 
Right. And then the physiotherapist, I I like her so much. She is an extremely tough, no nonsense. You wouldn't mess with her because she is built. Um, Spanish lady who is both warm and tough at the same time. Great. Good combination because tell you what I don't do well with mm. any of that drill instructor stuff. Like if I had, if I if I got conscripted, and uh, a, 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 a sergeant major was yelling at me, mm-hmm. I just think oh, I'm not going to lie here in the mud. Then I'm not. I don't respond to that. If someone's going, you pathetic worm, get up, Lloyd. I'm not going to get up. No. Whereas if if somebody has a bit of encouragement, a bit of warmth, yeah. But there's a toughness to it, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a good combination. Mm-hmm. So she won't she won't put up with any of my nonsense. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to describe to you is is how I behave in the physiotherapy session. Because what she does is she she those exercises are described. She she does them on my hand, but she is much more forceful with me than I am with myself because um as soon as I feel me hurting me, I instinctively dial it back a bit. Right. Whereas she she wants me to push through the pain. Okay, okay. So if you were to touch my hand now, I don't want you to, mm. but I would I would yelp. Like Gene touches it sometimes. Like Gene's always holding my hand. If he, if he gets the wrong hand, my bad hand, mm. I yelp and go, ah, oh, 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 sorry, son, that's my bad hand. Oh, would you mind doing the other hand, right? Oh, okay. If we're on the sofa and Sarah accidentally puts a foot on it or something, I go, ah! It's my bad hand. Okay, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Hema, the physiotherapist, it hurts me to the point that I I consider me to be past my pain threshold. Mm. No yelping, no screaming. Okay. Because I I can't do it in that environment. Too embarrassing. Far too embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so so here's what I do. Yeah. How else is it coming out? Okay. (laughs) So the, the the it escalates. So the the basic one mm. is she's doing it and I'm doing my breath and then I'm going, I'm stomping my feet like this. That's level one. Oh my God, okay. Level two yeah. is so she's, she's doing these things like with, like trying to straighten out the fingers. She, she's, she's pressing down on my hand on a desk. So I'm sitting at the desk, my hand is on the desk. Here's what I do on level two. My head on the desk. <laughs> Oh, I'm not making that noise, but I'm, I'm, I'm my head butting the desk. Going, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Level three. Yeah. My right arm fully extended in the air, way above my head. My left arm is the one she's working on, and I'm going, oh, clicking my Your fingers. Finger clicking. Yeah. Right. Why? Is there any part of you that thinks? I wonder if a scream's just better than all this fuss. Here's what, here's what I think. I think. I bet she doesn't see this every day. I bet she never sees it. There's probably people who just grit their teeth. Nothing How? nothing more. How? I, to be honest, I'm the same as you. I can't cope with any pain at all. You know, when I was giving birth, I had midwives. I caught them rolling their eyes at me. Like, I, I'm terrible. I asked her if I could have gas and air. Gas and air? 
Yeah, because the hand therapist did try to manipulate. He let me have gas and air to try and manipulate oh, it. Oh, really? And now I just want some of that. What was her reaction when he asked for the gas and air? Laughed at me. Like, laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah good, yeah. okay. Um, how are we for time? Let me just uh, type my password into the computer and uh, I'm going to make a decision here about... I think we should probably move on to Quandary Corner. Oh, okay. But then, then I feel bad because you've sent me a bunch of clippings. Save them for next week. I should save them save for next week, them. shouldn't They're I? They're all timeless. Yes, they are timeless. Okay. Then, uh, then, then next week, I may or may not uh, uh, tell you about a town throwing a birthday bash for a 116-year-old. Okay. Um, scientists have uh, invented technology to change the colour of cheese. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, uh, and, and possibly about an, an, a new language which is starting to emerge. Well, this is exciting. A teaser yeah. for next week, possibly. Not That's if I remember to save that document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is unlikely. Okay. Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. First one is from Wise Duchess of Wiltshire. If your child has a friend over and they bake, what is the correct etiquette regarding the cakes or biscuits they have produced? We always send at least half home with the friends, but we have noticed that this is not always reciprocated and are left feeling upset and disappointed when my daughter Laura makes something and doesn't get to bring some home. Now, mm. this was extremely interesting to me. I wonder if you're having the same reaction. I didn't realise that this was a thing and that you were... So I've had friends, I've had kids over before, my son's friends, to bake stuff, and I haven't sent anything home. It hasn't even occurred to me. Hmm. Because it's your food. <laughs> and yeah, they've hmm. made it, but how much have they really got involved? I don't know. Well, here's, here's what I think. Mm. So... This has never happened in our house. Oh, so you've never baked with other kids at your house? No, Jean and Sarah bake every week. They do um, muffins on a Sunday morning. And to be honest, I, I want them out of the house. I want one. But we, what what I don't need with my issues is 16 muffins. Oh, uh, see, I just so, want, to have, I want to hoard all the food. Oh, so so, so yeah. we always like go and drop some. Unless they've turned out horrible, right. which occasionally happens. Like we'll just, just give them away. What to the neighbours and stuff? Like, or is you know you'll go and knock on a friend's door and take them oh, round. That's nice. um, so I th I think instinctively I would be the opposite of you. Giving that, away that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd you know I I would just have the emotional intelligence to know that a child had like invested some you know, something of themselves and a bit of creativity in a thing and they were proud of it and mm. wanted it to uh, wanted to take it. With them, I feel like they've eaten them. Like, do they need to? Do their yeah, parents want them, or do yeah, they just find yeah. it like? Oh, don't I want just want them, them out of the house. Is the, yeah, is the truth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but okay. not, not, that had not occurred to me as a play date activity. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, so mm. well, decorating is good. Um, so I'm going to start doing this. Then I'm going to start sending biscuits home. I've learned something there. I think because mm. I feel like now we're talking about it. Yeah, of course you should. And I and I was in the wrong. Yeah, but but, but the trouble is, I mean, what you're asking about there is not in your gift. So your your behaviour is already... What's the name of the person who emailed in? Uh, wise Duchess of Yes, Wiltshire. the Wise Duchess, yes. You know, you're already in the right, but you can't affect other people's behaviours. No, see, yes, yes. Yeah. She already knows what to do, but how do you... Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of the, the exact right mm. passive-aggressive thing you should, should you say. You could coach your child to say, oh, um, can I take some of these, like, to ask nicely, can I take one of those home for my mum? Yeah. Getting your child to do your dirty work for Excellent. you. I like it. Well, yeah. I think we've answered yes. that then. Great. Let's move on to Mark Butler. 
who writes, our team, which now mostly works from home, has set up some quarterly in-person meetings in order to force some human interaction. These aren't as horrific as they might be, but they produce one piece of awkwardness. Our weekly online meeting involves the manager going round the room to ask each person individually what they've been up to. We've also recently acquired a new talkative colleague. At the in-person meeting, it was my turn to do my bit first and the talkative colleague simply simply carried on her separate conversation at normal volume. My manager, who was a little laissez-faire, did not intervene here. And after some half-hearted attempts to let this conversation fizzle out, I had to just talk knowing full well that I didn't have the attention of the room. Is there anything I could have done to ensure that this went more smoothly? Hang on. So why, why didn't you have the attention of the room? Because the other person had exhausted everyone. No. So there was a the talkative person was carrying on a separate conversation when it was their turn to speak, the other person's turn to speak. Oh. I have not, I mean, I, this is not my area of expertise. I don't really do ever do any kind of group online meetings. That's not my area. Of- Hang on, is this the in-person meeting that we're talking about? Oh, hold on. No, it was an in... Oh, dear. Oh, sorry, I thought it was online, quarterly. Oh, yeah, no. in person. No. Oh, right. Well, same applies. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't, because like, so here's an interesting thing. I've, I've got a friend who's chief executive. Mm. Because, you know, I move in some circles. Oh, I can tell. And, um, you know, I'm just as comfortable with the, the chief executive as I am with the chimney sweep or the dishwasher repair course, person. Of course, That's the socially competent, or just as uncomfortable, I should say. <laughs> but, um, um, but anyway, something that he noticed during the pandemic was the people who were sort of impressive or interesting or had interesting thoughts in... Uh, meetings weren't necessarily the same ones it had been in in in-person meetings and this is because there's there's something about remote working that at least theoretically maybe not in this case but but um it levels the playing field a bit for introverts okay so think about meetings we used to have when we're at the radio station Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like and i want you to think of somebody who was a moron but um would would always speak in meetings and repeat things that had already been said and just say inane things so that it looked like they were uh, a, um, a like a, a competent person. Okay. But everything else about them, mm-hmm. like I, I always felt objectively, mm. was th- they, they were, you know, they, they were a train wreck of an employee. Okay. But like they knew how to do that thing in meetings. Right, right, right. And uh, so, so do you see how that would, want, once you're not in a room in dynamic where it's the person who can talk over other people mm. and sort of like barge in and repeat things, mm, where mm. you kind of, I don't know, even if it's like going round a person at a time, that perhaps more interesting, more introverted people might get to put their ideas or point of view or yeah. sort of constructive criticisms or whatever it is mm, mm, mm. across. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. So these so these are in-person meetings. Yeah, and it's, it sounds, you know, it sounds like that thing that your personality type mm. um, suffers in in-person meetings. It feels like it's the manager's job to sort of conduct this meeting. Yeah. But, I, but they're I, not they're not doing a good job of that. Yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, it's not a skill that I have been able to hold the floor in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Some people are just great at it. Mm. Um and some people are great and good at their jobs as well. There was just one person I was thinking of, but you know, I think every workplace has those people. Yeah, yeah. Um so 
Yeah, it's it's hard because even in the social environment, like you know, if there's a, if you're at dinner with six people and the stories are flying around, I find it very hard to jump in with my story, and I'm quite often starting, and then the conversation's moved on, or a louder person speaking, <laughs> yeah, 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 or yeah. more often than not, I'll, I'll say something humorous mm. and no one will hear it because i'm too timid mm. to say it to project and then sarah will hear it and and she'll say it more loudly and confidently <laughs> and then get a big laugh and everybody she'll thinks she's the laugh. charismatic lady yeah, yeah. the local character <laughs> um so i mean what's the answer here is the answer just to think that in-person meetings are going to always be hell for you and the the Zoom is your time to shine. There's no kind of answer, is there? Because unless you've got a manager who's conducting it, like, you know, like a conductor of an orchestra, which yeah. this guy is not. Or or one of those meetings where you can only talk if you're holding the baton or yes. whatever Yes, oh, yeah, like a pencil or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you suggest that to your manager? And then yeah. maybe they'll do that. Why don't you suggest having a suggestions box? Mm. <laughs> because it would be very, I feel like it would be a big swing to suggest the the magic pencil thing yeah suggest a suggestions box yes and then put it in the suggestions box anonymously perfect sorted And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it. We appreciate it. Thank you as well if you bought tickets to our sold-out show. We've got another episode of Adrift before that, haven't we? Yes. So is this... This must be 298? Must be. Uh, so the next one's 299. Then the big episode 300 is going to be live on tape from Shoreditch, London. Fashionable Shoreditch. Uh, so, so the, yeah excited about that thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Carla Gowlett took our photos Kim Rainey designed our artwork and I'm going to finish this podcast this week with a facial expression that conveys sympathy warmth but doesn't make you feel like you, you should be embarrassed or you're drawing too much attention to yourself having collapsed on the floor already mm-hmm. <laughs> no no Podication time comes from Hannah Gunn, who says, Hello. 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 I would like to podicate an episode to my dad, John, as he's turning 60. 60. Happy birthday. A big 60. Um, I saw today that uh, some think tank or other said that he, we need to raise the retirement age in this country to 71. Mm. Hope that's not depressing news to you, John. Um. Apologies for the late notice, but please, could this be read out close to the 10th of February? No, oh, yes. No problem at all. Yeah. I mean, this is this is close, isn't it? Oh. Um, I realise I might be a little late, but as you mentioned, there weren't too many podications at the moment. I thought I would try my luck. Well, your luck is in, Hannah Gunn. My dad introduced my brother and I to the Jeff and Annabelle Home Time Show many, many, many years ago. We were around 11 and 13 now, 24 and 26. Oh, they've aged at the same rate then. <laughs> um, 
I'm doing yeah okay that 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 all makes sense um since then we've been dedicated listeners to the podcast thank you that's so lovely it really is you know um I'm always touched by these these stories and increasingly so as uh, in, in midotage um especially because I just feel that there can be a vast variations in quality <laughs> from one year to the next. Um, and for, for somebody to stick with us through that. I don't mean from you. You're always good at it. Oh, you always say that. And the email's <laughs> always good. I just like to you know, look at You're myself. just being down on yourself. No, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm also being honest. Well, um, own worst critic, etc. Let's move on. No, there are worse critics out there. <laughs> Gillian uh, 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 Reynolds in the Times um, being oh. the one that springs to mind. Um, <laughs> God, I didn't know either. I found it by mistake. I, I was going... remember this story. Didn't Sarah tell you? No, no, she, no, no, no. Sarah wouldn't do that. But um, I, w- I was looking for something. Like, I wasn't googling my own name. Mm. But I came up as a Google result for whatever it was I was looking for. And it was like this horrible, scathing review. And uh, it was it came at a bad time as well. Wasn't doing so great. So great. And that was uh, a real straw that broke the camel's back. Well, I hope she knows what she did. She probably doesn't. No. Unless she's listening to this podcast, which Unlikely. I'd be very surprised about very. given the review. Yeah, very. Although she has given me very favourable reviews sometimes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she was having a bad day. I don't know what it was. Um, anywho's, my dad wrote into the Hometime Show podcast for his 50th birthday, and I am sure he uh, he would love to hear his name broadcast again a full 10 years later. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, maybe you misjudged the situation. <laughs> he is an amazing dad, always willing to help anyone. He is also very much not a drifter and will happily talk to anyone, anywhere. This comes in very handy as my mum and I are full drifters and my brother definitely has some of the drifter qualities. It's interesting how it can play out in a family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, For example, my dad recently got to the gym and found the zip of his coat was stuck right at his neck. He was trapped inside his jacket. (laughs) And instead of turning round and going all the way back home to hack his way out of the jacket with kitchen scissors, as I would probably end up doing, and I I, I don't want to add here, Hannah, I think 80% of the people, 90% of the people listening to this, Mm. um, he actually went into the gym and asked someone at reception to help with the stuck zip. Wow. That's hilarious. I feel that only somebody in a sitcom would do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the embarrassment of admitting to a stranger that my own clothes had defeated me would be bad enough. But then think about how close they would have to get to help release you. <laughs> this is unimaginable to me. Although I'm forced to admit, probably a better solution. Yeah. We all through we all move through life in our own way. I it's it's so alien to me. This this year. We are attempting to make my dad's very ambitious plan of doing 60 things in his 60th year come true. As I write this, we are very much looking forward to a weekend trip to Berlin, as that is somewhere dad has always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go. It's weird when you get a place where you've always wanted to go that isn't, say, the Himalayas or something. You know, that that's uh, like two hours away. Right, right. And you haven't been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, that's exactly how... I, for decades, I've wanted to go to Berlin. And I've been to many places. Mm, mm, but not there yeah. yet. I'm really touched by how 
people in their 20s want to hang out with their like parents because I kind of get myself thinking oh, what if like my son when he's in his 20s wants to do stuff with me like it's what you dream of isn't it I know it, it is and and it's, it's the thing that you you just think well he's he's probably Sarah said something the other day she said that like for most people even if you've done an exceptional job of being a parent there'll be a time when your kids an adult and you'll go to visit them and then as you leave they'll slump against the door and think thank god they've gone Oh, don't. That's so sad. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to cry. I know. I know. I but I just think that, that, that speaks so well of your dad. It speaks so well of John and you and your family that um, that you've got this kind of relationship. It's, it's really lovely. lovely yeah. Tell us the secret, John. Although I probably won't be able to implement it because mm. we're such different types of people. <laughs> um now, what was up to? I'm hoping a podication on his favourite podcast will be worthy of a place on the 60 things list too. I think you'll need a bit of filler and I, th- I think this will probably be that, right? Yeah, 60 things. Yeah. I mean, God, that's more than one a week, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think if you've got like 35 to 40 things that are meaningful mm. and then padding it out with stuff yeah, like this, yeah, I think is, is the way yeah. to go, isn't it? Um, thank you a bit for being the voices in our ears for the last 10 plus years. I'm sure we'll be listening and very occasionally writing in for many more. Well, that's lovely, Hannah. I hope so. I do. I do think. I mean, or at least I hope. If you haven't, if you've been listening that long, and you haven't given up on us, I, I've, I can't imagine that there's much further to to drill down in terms of hitting rock bottom. I'm not saying we're currently at rock bottom, mm. although maybe this week with me, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I think, but but as I say, it's 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 a spiky spiky podcast profile, and um, if you're still here, then hopefully, I suppose like you could just get to a stage where you think, why do I put myself through this? Might but, might be get to a stage where like we reach a certain age where we're talking about like really old stuff that feels like oh. The, the, but if they're aging with us, I know. But if there's a, you know there's a gap where it just feels bigger than others. Yeah, like say between like I don't know sixty and eighty. I try not to talk talk about um the the ways in which my body is deteriorating. Oh, right. I have to talk about the ways in which my mind or my personality are deteriorating. Mm-hmm. But I think you age yourself by talking about. Like if you, you get, some pains. Like if you get together with people your own age, and what you talk about is mm. is the, the the how age is ravaging your body. Mm. I think that in itself ages you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think you should be pretending like you're twenty either. Okay. I just think let's like, stay off the subject. So when we're sweep 80, it under the carpet, we, we won't be mentioning. Yeah. But but hips. what I'm saying is, so if you're not offended by us. Mm. Or, oh, that is so irritating at this point. Like, I don't think I can do anything. Here's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think I can do anything more to uh, annoy you yes, yes. than I've already done. Yes, yes. So if you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, I would yeah. find me deeply you'd have, annoying. You'd have gone by now if you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're probably going to yeah, stay for a bit yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the only situation where, I guess, if you've been listening that long and you, you stop is... Yeah, maybe like the same reason people um, give up other things that are like you're doing some kind of life audit and you're thinking, is this really doing anything for me? Mm-hmm. Does it really warrant those 50 minutes? Yeah. We're not on this earth very long. So people people might like get to evaluate in the life stage. And I, you know, that's fine as well. Or just hear something better mm. and think, oh, I'm going to listen to that instead. That, that, I understand that. Yeah. But, but I d- my, my point is... 
everything everything that could repel you has already happened in that time. Yeah. And there's plenty of it, mm-hmm. but you're still here. Yeah, yeah, but it's well. And that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't I don't foresee you going anywhere, but Good. I don't take you for granted either. No. And I really appreciate it. Um, And I really like that. When when I turned 50 last year, I had this idea that, because obviously I'm not going to have a party, but there, there are enough people to fill a party that I either love or care for deeply and would have liked to have seen. So I thought, maybe I'll go for 50, like 50 walks or 50 dinners or 50 coffees and, you know, or some combination of that. And then it just felt too much like admin. <laughs> but it sounds like uh, um, having Hannah and the rest of the family do it for you, John, is it's going to be a, yeah. a special year. It's going to be great. Yeah. So there you go. Latest edition of the podcast, podicated to John from Hannah Gunn. And if you would like a publication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.